BPD. Sean, how are things? Not too bad. How are you? Not too bad at all. We're just uh, saying I think you might have got the start of it in the record there. I'm actually sick. I'm sick since... Um, so we're recording this on a Monday. If you're listening to it, it's probably Friday, I think. But um, So I'm sick since Friday and the Friday before that. So that's like nine, ten days. Mm. So the last three times in my life that I got sick, I've been sick for ages. But prior to that, Sean, like if, if I got sick at just say six o'clock in the evening, I got a cold or a flu or man flu, as some people would call it, mm. um, it'd be grand by the morning. Or if I had it when I woke up, it'd be grand by during the day. Like Whereas yeah. the last three times, maybe because I'm getting old, yeah, and the body just can't hack it anymore. Um, but yeah, I've been sick. I've been absolutely fucking dying. Like finding the heart. I don't antigen tests. I'm not riddled with COVID. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I'll have to look into that. If it's still sick in a couple of days' time, I'll have to um, go to the doctors. Yeah, yeah. And you, you could be hitting the nail on the head. You're getting older. You're 45 in May, aren't you? Yeah, well, but see. Like, I expected you to say, no, it's nothing got to do with that. You're still young. I didn't expect you to be agreeing with me, man. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Fucking uh, hell. Every, um, every seven years, yeah. Every seven years. So, uh, so look, Sean is uh, just, uh, he does, um, he's not on because of the podcast. He's on because he's my friend and he doesn't talk shite. So, but just while he's here, uh, you, me and BPD is Sean's podcast. Extremely successful. It's listened to all around the world and it's going on as long, maybe longer, I don't know, um, as uh, the Clockwork Chunky podcast. So, in the description of this video, I'm just going to leave a link to um, New Me and BPD and also the last bit of busy work. I will have my link tree in there. As you, I said in the last one, there's only three things on it. One is the link to the Facebook page. If you want to follow, go there. The other one is the link to the Instagram page. If you want to go, follow there. I think I have 60 followers there now, so it's growing massively. It's really like giving Joe Rogan a run for his money. But um, no, look, it's early days. Go and follow, blah, blah, blah. And the last thing then is obviously the bacon letter. There's the PayPal thing there. It's paypal.me forward slash the Fiddler's Effect Show. The link is there. If you want to donate, that's fantastic. Um, and thank you to anyone who's done that so far. Um, but check out Sean's podcast. It's cool. Really, really cool. Um, how long is that podcast going, Sean? Did, did you start that before? No. Um, oh, yeah. And sorry, the, the link for the Clockwork Junkie podcast is in that link tree as well. But it's the link to YouTube. So it's all there. Just one link rather than a thousand links and bullshit. So go and check them out. Um, did you start before me or after me? It was in around the same time. I think uh, the first episode is around July 2020. Okay. So I, I, no, I, I was first by a few weeks. I was June. Oh, yeah. I always thought for some reason you were first. <clears throat> oh, yeah. First episode was Ju- July. Um, you have loads of episodes, haven't you? You have 100 and, uh, 110 or 11 or something. Or... Um, I think about 120. 120, yeah. Oh, fuck. Mm. Yeah. 20, yeah. And tell yeah. us this. Um, when you started that podcast first, or not when you started the first during the podcast, you had um, uh, it was on YouTube and it was all over social media and this that, mm-hmm. and the other. Whereas you've stopped doing social media now, which is fair enough, just people that do that. But how have you found the change from putting it on YouTube to putting it on um, just audio? I prefer, like, what me, I went. Um, social media and kind of for a couple of months went into social media in a, in a biggish way. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a couple of people helping me. Um, promote. Well, that was the, yeah, that was the, the, the people who were kind of fans of your podcast. You yeah, want to get involved yeah, and help. Yeah. 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 That was a good thing. You'd go in there for a while. I was so fucking jealous, man. You had all that help. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I, well, mind, I was like, fucking, 
Yeah, the minute, like, I was telling you, like, within a few days that it wasn't going to last. Um, because I know me. I, I, I just don't like... Do you remember your man? Was it Pat Smiro of Nirvana years ago? Um, when he was in Nirvana in the beginning, he used to just play behind the screen. He didn't like people looking at him. And eventually yeah. he kind of came out. I'm kind of like that. I love doing the podcast. I just don't want followers. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like that. Like, So when I was doing that, it got busier and busier and busier. And it was just overwhelming. Yeah. And rather Even than... Even with the help. Huh? Even yeah, with the help. I, I, it's tr- like for me, for me, it's just... When I say it's overwhelming, I love to have a chat. Mm. I love to have a chat, one-on-one, an actual conversation. That's what I love. And I found it was just getting too much, yeah. in a sense. What of, you need is you need to sit down and do the podcast and then let a producer get it out and look after it and promote it. And all you do is do your chats. And that's it. I'd love that myself. Jesus. Yeah, like, now, at, like, no, you see, I'll tell you right. I, what is it, 2022, right? I've been talking to people on the phone since 2010. So my life uh, with mental health is I'd be online, I'd get chatting to somebody, and then we would uh, swap, we'd say, numbers and chat, right? So since 2010, I was literally on the phone. I'd be chat- I could be chatting to someone for nine, ten hours a week. Easily, like. So what happened was, is the podcast then is that and any time the podcast moved away from that I didn't like it so I never liked the I won't say celebrity I I like me yeah I know but I you know what I mean I I won't call it celebrity but I never liked I like this having a chat one-on-one beyond that I don't like it um I find it uh, I found out the Clockwork Junkie podcast like that's um that's nearly a quarter of a million views now. Like that's mm. like, I know if 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 a girl got up and done a bikini haul try on in the morning, she might have three hundred thousand views in one video. But like, I'm not that, you know. And I certainly haven't the body to do that. And if it is, it's for a particular niche, and there's not too many of them out there. But um, <laughs> I found like when I how many podcasts have I had? One hundred and sixty. But there's about two hundred and forty, two hundred and forty fifth videos on YouTube, and that's because of like specials and other mm. little bits and bobs. But um. I found that, you know, maybe 14 months into it, maybe 16 months into it, I'm two years at now, I found that um got a bit overwhelming as well, mm. to be honest. I was saying, like, just people sending me emails all of the time. And at the start, I could get back to them because it was easy. Now I can't because there's too many. Mm. And there's people leaving comments and there's, there's, like, you know, rather than me seeing could I source a guest and maybe I'll have to do a podcast on my own. Now I've got to pick from 20, 30. It's fucking crazy, like, absolutely yeah, crazy. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, I don't feel that way now, would you believe? I'm I'm very calm with it now. It's just who's next on the list you're on. If you cancel, it's the person after that. Yeah. And I don't worry about it at all. And it's it's really relaxing for me that way. But but I do, getting back to, like, you know, and we spoke about this, I think, on the phone yesterday. Um, and if we didn't, I was it was on my mind when I was talking to you. Like I kind of wanted a little podcast that was my own dirty little secret, you know, that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. one that's just mine that I can say stuff. And that's why I started the White Knuckle Show on um, YouTube 
Like that, that is over 20,000 followers. I keep saying that. I haven't checked it in months, but mm. it, it had in around that, I think. I, I, I don't know exactly. But, and that was going really well for a kind of a little side project that was just me, mm. 16 or 17 podcasts. But YouTube kept stopping me putting up stuff. And fucking, like, I, I had enough hours viewed and I had enough subscribers that I was allowed to monetize it. So therefore, they play ads on it. But then when I started talking about stuff, they said, oh, well, you can't monetize between this and between that. So take that bit out. But like, I'm not a fucking Dr. Dre, a big producer. Like, I, I have to take that whole thing down off YouTube, put it into my little software, take out the bit you're talking about, see does that still add up to a proper conversation, then put it all back up, which I've done a few mm. times, and they still wouldn't let me do it. And I just said, fuck this, I'm going to go to audio. So I did think about bringing the White Knuckle Show to audio. I really, really did. And then in the process of it, I just changed it to the Fiddler's Fix Show and said, fuck it, I'll yeah, start from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Um, and this I, is only the, the third episode, and... I don't even know how many are watching, like, you know what I mean? Or not watching, how many are listening or whether they like it or whether they listen to five minutes and go, fuck that. With this one, I don't really mind. Really. It's not, um, it's not a need to do. It's a nice to do. Do you know that kind of a, yeah, yeah. do you know? Yeah, but, that's, um, that's, that's the way I am with the podcast. Like with my own podcast, there's no work. And you yeah. know yourself, I am the laziest on the planet. Like, <clears throat> you scale what you do and scale what I do. I do like, I wouldn't even say I do 1% because I literally press record, click, click, up. Whereas you promote, you you put a lot yeah. of work into it. You cut it, you clip it. You'll put up your clips then. <clears throat> you do, like, you do 100% of my 1%. You know, it's hard. It's like, it's, it's, it's 40 or 50 hours a week, sometimes more, um... And I have found myself at times where I've saying, okay, well, tomorrow you're off. No matter what happens, you're off tomorrow. And then like by half nine that morning, I get an idea. Mm. And by half six, I'm still working on it. Yeah. So it's something I have to get better at. There's no doubt about that. But for this one in particular, I don't have to do that. It is just press record. Mm. Um, I don't like, I, I, I've i not written down in front of me here talking to Sean. Um, we haven't even got a subject. I, 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 I mentioned it in the episode two. I said you were coming on. I said, I don't know now, nor will I know what we're going to be talking about. And that's the case. Um, but that's the type of conversations that I like. And I suppose just if anyone can hear my voice graveling when I'm talking, it's because I'm sick. I, I, does it sound sexy, Sean, do you think? Kind of a Phoebe and Friends when she had a flu sexy, or does it sound uh, inbred? It sounds like uh, the death rattles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you didn't think I'd throw that one in? <laughs> no. But, um, so look, I suppose we'll probably hit on BPD a small bit because... Um, you know, you're probably sick to your two tits of talking about it, but uh, like you're one of the lucky ones, really. When I say one of the lucky ones, you like you're fucking like you've learned how to handle it. And I'm not saying you're brilliant every day, of course you're not. You're only human, but I mean, there's like people who have it, and then there's you who has learned how to control it. But like that's over like years and years and years. You read an awful lot as well, don't you? Yeah, about it, like yeah. No, no, I don't read about it. I I would read about um. The human mind or the body or how we are as a species. I don't, I wouldn't read, um, I wouldn't read about BPD. Um, I never really found an interest in reading about BPD. It's a bit like, it always reminded me if horses could talk, a horse reading a book about being a horse going, oh my God, that's me. I have no yeah. interest in going, oh my God, I'm impulsive. I'm not really anymore. A lot of BPD traits will say I had eight or nine, but all of the things that are made me BPD, they didn't make me BPD. They made me me. 
Yeah. And I had no interest in being a cookie cutter. You know that type of way. I've never had an mm. interest in being a cookie cutter. Like me and you were talking yesterday about, um, you know, and, and I haven't heard this latest podcast, but it's in relation to that. It's like, you know, reducing yourself. I never done that. I would ne- like I would let you pull my arms off quicker than become part of you. I yeah. <clears throat> I'm not Good. into it. I'm not into make like even even when I'm talking to people as I said I'm talking to people for 10 years. Like I'll give you an example. This week I was talking to a girl in England. You're talking nearly 20 hours. Right? It's like a part-time job. That is the amount of time I'll put into a human being if they want to get better, right? You're literally talking yeah. massive. I'm going to do a podcast with her this morning to reflect over the week. Um, And I love that. I love, but like, uh, even when I'm chatting to people, I don't say, well, you have to do it my way. <laughs> like, who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? I can only say what works for me. Um. So who am I? I, if it works for me, I'll pass on that information. But it might not work for you. I'm. We're very different. Me and you are good friends. We're very different. Yeah. Even though we've similar humor and all that sort of stuff, similar sarcasm, um, we're very different. And the yeah, way I well, we are. We're, we're 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 like we're extremely different people. Like we, I I'd say of. If we've in the last year had a thousand conversations, I say we've completely agreed on about five things on about five things, and that's been generous. You know? That's the truth, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That <clears> is the fucking truth. What's that you're drinking, by the way? Just sorry, Sean's after taking up a seventy-five gallon milk. No, it, it, it's see, every, would you believe this? This thing Water. here, this thing here is infamous on the on my podcast because nobody gets to see my podcasts. Um, I'm not on YouTube or anything like that, but. It's a three-litre bottle of water, of milk that I just clean out and drink water. So then I know I've three, I've drank three litres. Yeah, good idea. Um, yeah, that's that's a yeah. And my wife, a good idea. But in, just from from this angle here, I I thought it was milk, and I was going to say like yeah. Um, a, f- a few people thought uh, one one person thought I was drinking uh, bleach. <laughs> they were like yeah, trying to clap yourself live yeah, on air. Yeah, yeah, as if as if you know, like it's not like you can do it because you have to produce, you have to press record, you have to do it up before it goes up. Well, I yeah. don't. You have to click, click. I think it's three clicks before I get it up. One, two, yeah, okay. and a, a little bit of right. Well, this isn't going to be edited by the way either. So whatever we say, just it's something there you said, and I, I don't believe I ever asked you before. Um, you said there's so there's nine traits of BBT. You said you had eight. You didn't have one. What one did didn't you have? So I was that the way uh, you asked the question? Yeah, yeah, no. So the the last one. Um, I wasn't delusional. Allusional or delusional? Delusional. Yeah, so... You weren't? I wasn't delusional. What does that mean? Uh, delusional. So in other words, I can I can fairly see what reality is. You know, the people who are delusional could be hearing voices in their head or oh, yeah, could be yeah, getting okay. auditory hallucinations. It makes sense. I mean, you're under so much stress with the other eight. <clears throat> It makes sense that you could end up delusional. Yeah. So, yeah. like, basically, like, you have BBD, but you couldn't even do that right. <laughs> you don't have like, eight out of the nine. When, when, I go up, when I go up, I'm I'm atheist, you're atheist. When I go up to heaven and have a chat with God, I'm going, really? You couldn't even give me the one that everyone has fun with? 
Yeah, full you know bag. what I mean. I mean, uh, why can't I look at reality in a different version than everyone else? Going, you're not, you, you can't see it. Trust me, this is the way. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. but <clears throat> I do understand. Just by the way, when you say that, um, um, you know, <clears throat> like you you were talking to a girl for twenty hours this week, mm. and you're doing a podcast with her today. But I mean, it's um, like. Obviously, like I've been through depression for 10 years. So like, mm. but like if you're trying to help people and you are very keen, like Sean actually genuinely tries to help people. It's not a gimmick. It's not oh, anything. No, no, I know no, that yeah, for yeah, a fact. Yeah. It's not, yeah. he's not making hundreds of thousands a year. He hasn't got a little badge that if you click on it three times, he gets 10 euro. There's nothing whatsoever. It's all out of his time. So you are trying to help people. That's fair enough. But like a lot of people that try to help people will say, oh, what you do is here's these three things and that's it. Whereas you know how fucking hard it is to have BBT. You know how, how, how hard it is and all the different thoughts. And it's not a 20 minute conversation with all the answers. It's a long, laborious conversation over a period of time. Hmm. And it's mad that you're, well, it's not mad. It's very good that you're willing to do that with other people. Like, I don't know. I would do it as well. No problem. But I don't believe to the extent that you're doing it. It's like you say to me that, when we're doing, when I was, when I'm doing the Clockwork Junkie podcast, I put in a mountain of work on it and you really don't. Mm. And that's the truth. Yeah. But I do help people as well, but nowhere near the scale that you would. I, yeah. I don't think I'd have, I think that would, and there's a question coming from this. I, I think that would weigh down on me. Does it ever weigh down on you? So if you're talking to people all of the time and they're showing things that's wrong with them that perhaps you had wrong with you before and this is how you fixed it and you talk to them for ages and then later on that evening you're talking to somebody else from fucking... South Africa with a different part of BBD that's bothering them. It does not weigh you down. Surely. What I found is when I was on social media, that wore me down quite a lot. Cause, because there was too many, we'll say, texting. And I don't like texting. So messenger and stuff like that. So I found that overwhelming. I talk all day to you. With people, no, I don't get weighed down with people. Because I'll tell you why. I... If I'm chatting to you, not you, but if I'm chatting to a person and we get chatting, I'm looking for their weakness. I'm extremely predatorial as a person. Like, it's in, like, I'm in the bastard side of life where the people that fuck everyone up, them, them, I'm in that gang. Like, I'm not in the nice gang where people are kind and compassionate and caring. And all. I'm actually in the fucking, I would fuck you up gang. I just have harnessed it in a way that I can still seek out people's weaknesses and get into their life and get them to open up to me and express stuff to me. But then I don't use it against them like some people do. Yeah, but that's one of the things, by the way, that, that that's one of the things that I like about you the most. Like, like I know you're a cunt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I and you have every right to be one, but you yeah. choose not to be. You choose to be good. You choose not to be... It's not like it's a superhero movie and it's no, good or no, evil, no. but let's pretend for the purpose of this conversation that it is that. Like, you have everything. You have BPD, you have eight traits of BPD, you have loads of stuff that went on in your life. I don't know what we touched mm. on here today, but you have every right to be a cunt to everyone all of the time. And it's Jordan Peterson spoke about it before that, like, if you want to talk about we'll just talk about men because we're men. A real man isn't somebody who does nobody harm. That's just a weed of a human. A real man is somebody who can do harm but chooses not to, chooses to use it in a good way. Yeah. And you do that. And I've, that's something that I've noticed when 
Like we knew each other when we were kids and it's not that we didn't talk for 20 years. It was just the two of us had two different lives. And then yeah. I think the podcast maybe two years ago brought us back together. That was something that I noticed within a week of talking to you. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever said that to you. Maybe I did. No, I'm, no, I'm sure I did. No. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's, I, some of my favorite people are people who are cunts but choose not to be. Oh, they, yeah, they use like their experience I, to help yeah, others. Yeah, yeah, I like... It's uh, not easy. Now, in, in answering your question then, because, I'll tell you, years ago, when I was... Before I got better, right, and they say there's no cure of BPD, but I'm living proof. Because um, I live a life, I work full time, you know, three, three small children. I don't take time off work. You know, like... As you know, my mother is dying at the moment of cancer. I have all these things that are very much natural life going on. And I'm coping and living my life. Um, I'm not going around strangling people, even though I want to. Um, <clears throat> so all that's in my head. And I'm just coping. But years ago when I was helping people, I wanted to help them so they'd get better so I wouldn't have to. And I had to pull myself aside once and go... You're a bit of a fucking cop-out, really, aren't you? You're only helping them to distract yourself so you don't have to get better. Is that to do what I say as opposed to do what I do type thing? Is yeah, that what do mean? what I say, not as I do, yeah. And okay. when, when I'm a very critical person of myself, and I love my critical mind now. I didn't like it years ago, but I actually love my critical mind because I literally made best friends with myself. And... Um, I pulled myself aside and said, look, no more. Like, even the podcast, I would not do the podcast if it wasn't genuine. As in, I just want to help people, but there's nothing, like, there's zero beyond that. There is no, in 10 years' time, I'll be making money. Like, I I will not even ask anyone to um, promote my podcast, because I'm not on social media. And even that, I won't say, listen, would you promote my podcast? Because in my mind, I'm going, but sure, you're not on social media and you're asking them to promote on social media. Sure, you know what it does to you and now you're asking people who listen. So the podcast, you, look, you've been up here. It's done and dusted as far as I'm concerned. As in, I don't have to buy any more equipment. It is all here. It's a room that'll be here forever if I need it to be. I'm done and dusted. I don't need to, to do any more with it. And I'm working full time. But with people now... And I was asked this um, in a podcast here a few weeks ago. How do you cope with all the people you're talking to? Now it's very simple. Because I am a bit of a bastard, if I see that you're a cup of tea and cigarette person, you know the cups of tea and cigarettes, sitting down having a cup of tea and a cigarette and talking about how bad their life are, I'll just get rid of you. Yeah. So anyone, like this girl that I've spent over 20 hours with, she really, really wants to get on top of her illness. And I'm behind you all the way. And like, I, as I said to her there a few weeks ago, look, <clears throat> if you really want to do this, 100%, I'd be in with you. And whenever you're done, you're done. And you can see with people when they're done. Like, you can see when people don't have enough or... They don't my, need anymore. Yeah, or yeah. my style mightn't suit them. You know, my style it's mightn't suit them. interesting that you said that, Sean, because, like, that's a pet peeve of mine. Um, you mentioned a cup of tea and cigarette type of person, but for me, like the way I would describe that, and it's the same thing. I'm pretty sure is that um, I am, um, like, if say I'm, and I'm talking to anybody, it doesn't matter who it is. Mm. It could be someone close to me or someone I just uh, an acquaintance. 
and you're saying, um, okay, well, here's five problems that I have and here's five things that I need to overcome. I'd say, okay, fine. And we have a conversation and we have a talk and they're so enthusiastic about it. They're complaining, but mm. they're, they've took the time to identify five problems. If I meet them eight weeks later and if we have the same conversation again, that, I, I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. Get those people Go, go away from me. Mm. Go away from me. What did you do in the last eight weeks? You probably told another thousand people about your problems. Yeah, yeah. And now you want to tell me about them again. I'm trying to be happy. I, I'm trying to live my life the best that I can. I'm a recoverer from depression. I don't need to be hearing bullshit. I only want to surround myself with people that say something and do the fucking thing. Yeah. Or keep trying to do it but failing. Like I, I don't mind if you fail, but don't come back to me in eight weeks' time later with the furry. And, and what did you do about problem two? Well, I was going to ask this person to help and then I rang and I couldn't get through. So I'll have to ring them again. So that was seven weeks ago. What are you doing? Don't be telling me the same. I won't listen to you again. And I used to do that, by the way, when mm-hmm. I was younger, even, I don't know, up to maybe 15 years ago, I, I'd listen to the same story again. And I said, do you remember we were talking and we said this and we said that? And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I just won't listen. I can't stand it. I can't. The, there are people that just want to complain, aren't they? They want to complain. That's it. They don't I, want yeah, to, to yeah, solve yeah, anything. Absolutely. And what I'm learning now, you know, I'm 44 now, is I'm looking at people and I'm just seeing their nature, as in, like, not good, not bad, not indifferent. It's just nature. And literally some people just like sitting down and they'll tell you the story. They'll come and tell me an hour later. They'll tell somebody else an hour later. And that gets them through their day until their husband or wife comes home. And then they'll get up the next day and, and continue again. And, you know, I've seen that. I've experienced that. I'd, and I'll give you an example. Um, When I was a child, uh, when I was a child, my mother had a best friend. And this is where I got the cigarettes and tea from. <clears throat> my mother had a best friend, has a best friend. And she, my father got to work. And I'm talking like since I was four years of age. So that's 40 years ago. So my father got to work. My father was a very stern, angry, um, violent man. So he'd go to work. He used to work in the army. And, and this woman would come in, sit down. My mother and her would drink tea, smoke cigarettes and talk about how bad their life was. So that was when I was four. My father died 16 years ago and... They were doing the exact same thing 16 years ago, right? And for some reason, they split up when my father died and they didn't talk. But now my mother's dying of cancer and um, they're back friends again. And two weeks ago, I came into the house at lunchtime from up to see my mother. And this lady was sitting there and um, I said, Jiz, how are you? I haven't seen you in years. And she goes, yeah, I know. I just, you know, time was going by or whatnot. And I was having my lunch. And they were li- uh, the two of them were literally complaining about how bad their life was. And I just, it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me in a sense of, because there was a 16-year gap. And I was just sitting there smiling in my head, not smiling out of anything other than going, this is a valuable life lesson, take it in. 100%. Right, and I was smiling in my head, and I don't care what they talk about. That's none of my business. Because even there was actually a com, there was actually my mother ended up being on the phone, and it was on loudspeaker because my mother is slightly deaf. And I'm in the middle of the table, and she's at one end, my mother's at the other end. And would you believe the lady was saying to me, "Did you hear what they said?" And I actually went, 
no, and I didn't because I zone out if you're not talking to me. And I can't hear then what's going on. So I literally couldn't hear my mother's conversation, even though it was literally a foot or two foot away from me. And when I was going back to work, I smiled and went, cigarettes, tea, and talking about how bad your life is, can you can do that for 40 years, which yeah. my mother literally has done. Um, I understand, um, like, there's probably two ways of looking at that. Um, before I start, I agree with you, but the other, that was adequate way is, like, that's an old Irish thing, isn't it? Where, like, you get together and it's kind of a way of venting and, and you know, some people might think it's cute and it's okay. Mm. And I get that whatsoever, but I I feel, and I think you're in the same boat, is that we've just been through so much shit that we know that there's a better way than that. Absolutely, that it doesn't yeah. have to be that way. Um, there's there, there's there's a better way like you don't have to be always complaining all the time if there's things that bother you or things that you can't fix you have to try to fix them but I suppose if you're doing it it just depends things are a small bit different now like there, mm. people who are old now aren't going to change at all whatsoever they're just not going to change anything that they do that's the way they do it it's the way they've always done it and something you said earlier on which is right it, it gets them by that part of their day so they can go on to the next day and that's the way it is and that's fair enough mm. But there's other people then that like I, I call it like the, the bubble of ignorance where like, and it's not saying the people are ignorant. It's just that you can only see what you can see. Yeah. And that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's like the whole thing. I, I done a show on the Clockwork Junkie podcast about UFOs recently. And there was a saying that so some scientist, I, I don't know who it is, so I'm not going to, but he said like, um, it's like putting a teaspoon into the ocean and taking out a teaspoon of water and not seeing any great white sharks in it. And therefore, proclaiming that there are no great white sharks you know <laughs> whereas and it's it's kind of the same with these yeah, kind of bubble yeah, of yeah, ignorance yeah. people where they just talk all the time and they have a conversation and they cannot put the head up and see anything else mm. but that's fair enough look if that's where people are they're not going to change but um it's interesting the way you said as well that you zone out i do get very like that and um, i found myself in work doing that an awful lot in different jobs where um when i start a new job i, I be look i talk to everybody mm. how are you what's the story and then like when it's like the third week and they're still having the same conversation. I just sewn out and I sit down and eat my food, whatever it is. And if they ask me a question, I'm like a deer in the headlights. I haven't been listening to a single word. And then to say, Oh, very rude. You weren't listening. I said, well, I assume it was the same thing you were talking about three weeks ago. And you didn't come to a fucking conclusion, you know, which drives me fucking daft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, look, <clears throat> I have a very simple approach with life. I, I tried to kill myself in 2009 and I slipped my wrist to the bone. And that's a very traumatic thing to do um, because it left my hand completely deformed. And after that, that was the beginning of the end of my bullshit, as I call it, in a sense of I realized how short life can be. I realized how quickly life can end, even if it's with your own hand. And... (laughs) I, I then realised going, Jesus, you know, you've, you're 31 years of age. You might only have 31 years, maybe. You never know. Don't waste the second part of your life. And I'm determined now to not do that. So, like, I have goals in life, right? And my goals, my goals are I want to buy uh, another house. That's a goal, right? That's one of my goals. It's nothing got to do with mental health or anything like that. I don't have mental health goals. My mental health is is done. All I do now is live my life. Um, but like, 
Right. So I want right, to buy another house just mm. as a matter of interest. The house you live in is really, really nice. Um, people would say that who've been there a couple of times. Obviously, you're living there for an awful lot of your life. Yeah. But what's the what's the what's the rationale behind that? The rationale is, yeah, I I have a lovely home where I live, um, and then I own another house, and I I want to buy one more house. I have three children. Uh, my goal. It's not like it's uh, anything. It's not my children or anything. It's Sean Keys. My goal for this lifetime will be, I want to leave my children, myself or Emma, when we pass on, I want to leave them a house each. So if anything happens, mm. that's for you. I'm not saying it's good, bad or indifferent. That's just a goal I have. It's a pretty large goal that will kind of see me, it's a lot of work to do it. So well, I love in this climate now, it's almost impossible to get a fucking house. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Compared to years ago. No, Never mind no. even build it and get the land. And Yeah, my children are only eight and five, so I have plenty of time. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you, this is going to, this is, um, I suppose it is mental, but it's how I think. Um, Like this year, the end of this year, maybe next year, right? I'm going to buy a PlayStation, an Xbox, and... um whatever other console is out there that's pretty decent, right? I'm going to buy maybe five games each for them. And they're my grandchildren's birthday present. I won't even be alive. They're 21st birthday present. I'm fucking looking forward to that shit. That's the type of shit I look forward to, is not like, you know, as I said, I worked so hard on my mental health. I'm beyond that now. I'm doing other shit. I think it's mental to think when my, if my children have children and on their 21st birthday party, they're going to be presented with a, a console that's roughly going to be 40 odd years old, brand new, in a box. But by that stage, it'll probably be where you can interact on games where like, it'd be like, for instance, if somebody gave you a gift now of a Miss Pac-Man or something like that, you know, yes, but it'd be very yes. retro. Yes, absolutely. And you see, the thing about it is this, is that my children will remember it because mm. I have them consoles here. So these consoles that we have now, they're going to get nostalgia about that. Even though the main present is for their children, they're going to remember it. But you haven't bought them yet, have you? The, the, the no, I'm buying them at the end of the year, yeah. But they won't be opened or anything. They're like they're no, they're no, closed no, they with the games be, for the like they will be bought and stored in in the attic for until my grandchildren are twenty one years of age. You can just be um, imagine being a child and being coming twenty one, and here's a present from Granddad Sean opening it up and a letter and say, when was that bought? It was bought when your... Oh, yeah, I'm buying a birthday card and all, like, there'll be a birthday card. It was card bought when your parents were eight or five. Mm. What? So he was yeah. thinking about, at that stage, yeah, that, that'll be something that they'd look back and go, wow, um, mm. half for the present and then nostalgia of it, but the other half for the fact that you were thinking that way, you know? Yeah, I'm, like, I'm... Like, the way I look at life is this. We can... We can either sit down, smoke cigarettes and drink tea or we can use our brains to do whatever our brains want to do. And I think the biggest fuck you to life is I'm achieving giving my grandchildren at their 21st birthday party while I'm dead in the ground. 
like, I yeah. think that's hilarious. It's like, fuck so you. If, if like, well, m- listen, maybe it'll be alive. Maybe, I, here's I, one for you. Maybe the know. first person, let's say one of the games you got was mm. a FIFA game. Let's just say for argument's yeah. sake, to yeah, name a yeah. game that I know it exists, because I don't know the name yeah, of too yeah. many games, if I'm being yeah. honest, but... Like you could be sitting down with them and play the first ever game together at seventy. Obviously, you'd have to have your glasses mm-hmm. on, and you'd maybe have to take your dinner off your pop belly that was resting on yeah, at the time, yeah. and your trousers would be up to your belly button and stuff like that. But wouldn't that be something? I look like, and that's the point is, I think that has given me so much joy that I'm really excited about it. And you're hitting the nail on the head because you're actually, to be honest with you, right? You're actually after hitting the nail on the head. It will be FIFA twenty three. Right, which proves when it was bought, and the receipt will be there. It won't be much use to them, but at the same token, I think that's what life for me is about: is them little mental madness of yeah. thinking something like that, and you know, boxed and all. I'll give you an example. Like, I've an arcade, I have an arcade game out there that's um, nineteen seventy eight, the year I was born. My children play with it, and I didn't realize this. My children play with that game, and uh, I was telling one of the boys one day, I said, Jiz, you know, the kids love the old Atari game. They're playing Snake, right? And one of the boys was going, you know that joke's worth about four or 500 euros? I said, what? He goes, yeah, them yokes are worth a fortune. I looked it up, and here they were. They were worth a fortune. And I have quite a good few games consoles in the house that they... Like, my children play with the Super Nintendo. You know, I have the Xbox and all that, but they're not playing with them until they're older. So, that's what gave me the idea, going, just I wonder, like, if you actually bought a console and just put it away, it would be class to think that this young lad of 21 years of age... Because at 21 years of age, they're going to be into VR, the metaverse, or whatever version of that. It's going to be a completely different world. This type of thing will be extremely retro. It's the equivalent of us playing Street Fighter on an arcade game. Jesus, don't knock Street Fighter. That was unreal, man. I have it here beside me. Um, Like, that's what I mean. That's that's there, like, as well. That's, like... Yeah. And that type of thing, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's what gives me... What I like me... M- most about that is, n- not that it's the retro game, not that it's the PlayStation, not that it's FIFA. It's what I like most about that is that it's 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 a feeling or a fucking... that you're trying to create, you know? So let them know that you you were thinking that far ahead and here's something that I said I was going to do and I did do, and here it is. And quite frankly, it doesn't matter if it was a fucking bronze apple. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, but also, it. how 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 much would that set be worth in 23 years' time? God only knows, you know? You're talking over 40 years. Like, think about it, right? Realistically, if my... Oh, gen- yeah, your, your, your kids' kids. Uh, yeah, 40 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, minimum, probably, John. Minimum 40 years, like. A minimum 40. Like, you're, you could be talking 40-odd years from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm 44. If, even if you're talking... If my children have kids that say... 25, right? So that's 20 years for my youngest and 21 years. That's 41 years. That's even if if, if everyone gets started early. That's 46 years from now. So you'll be what? Yeah. 87. Yeah. 46 years will leave me 90. 
Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. ninety. Yeah, and, Jesus and, Christ. And, and the keys don't live that long, whether you like it or not. Yeah. You know your stock. So no, my family is uh, unfortunately they all die of cancer. Um, that's like, you know, there's a, one of them have lived to when he's still alive. He's in his seventies. All the rest of them are gone long before that. So yeah. you're going around living your life and you're fine. All of a sudden, you feel a little bump. You go in and get it checked, and then you're dead in about three years' time. Mm. You know, I don't know. Like it's <clears throat> like it's sometimes if you sit down and take a second and think, like that's my faith. That now it's not guaranteed, but it's there's a mm. there's a, a probability of it happening to anyone. But if it's in, like you said, like if it's in your family lineage, there's a great chance of you getting it. And every single one of my uncles and aunties on my mother's side has died of cancer so far. Yeah, yeah, all of them are the ones that are alive and and both of them have cancer mm. as we speak now so i mean that'll just show you like you know so it's but sometimes i there like there is a time where that crosses my mind and i go fucking hell like i'm you know 45 in may and which is older than some of my uncles have lived yeah yeah and i think like you know what happens like if in two years time i get it and and then you're gone. But you know something as well, just a matter of interest. Like that's one of the things that um, crossed my mind with the podcast, you know, like bar were hit by a comet and all communication and technology is taken away. Like these podcasts are here forever. Yeah. So like, you know, when you look back and say, Sean, well, if we go back to 1722, an ancestor of yours had a, was a cobbler and had a shoe shop on the streets of Amsterdam. Sound interesting, but wouldn't mm. it be much more interesting if you say, and here's 400 hours of them talking to other people who lived in the time as well, which is that's what the podcasts are going to be. It's something that I don't know if that's something that crosses your mind. I think about that probably once a month. Like, and again, that's a question I was asked about the podcast. The main reason I don't do too much with the podcast is I have a massive amount of storage here. Um, massive, right? And the podcast is a message for my children when they become adults in case I don't make it. It's talking about how to overcome intrusive thoughts, impulsivity, everything that I've dealt with in life. And, you know, my computer up here is completely open, so there's no logging in. If I died in the morning, you just log in, everything is in it. So at the end of the day... The podcast is that. It's a message for my children. It's also to help people, but it's it's neck and neck. It's it's really a message for my children because you're hitting yeah. the nail on the head. Um at the moment, I'm recording conversations with my mother. And I'm loving them. We're talking. And does she know? No. No. No, I don't know if I can put this out on this podcast then I might have to edit it because <laughs> you can't really say that All right, okay. I don't think can you I'm not sure I'm sure it's me I'm not going to nobody's going to hear them I'm not going to put them out they're not going to be pushed. oh yeah sorry it's for yourself yeah yeah sorry 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 of yeah, course yeah, yeah I'm yeah, recording yeah. our conversations um, for me four or five years down the line I can play them back while I'm working or whatever and hear my mother's voice again so yeah. yeah, you're right. Like that is true. <clears throat> you would want to hear their voice. Like I wouldn't have really known any of my grandparents. Like my granny, I would have known the most. They were all dead. Mm. Um, but she, she was. I think it was. I was ten or eleven when she died. But you don't really know too much about them. I, I've heard like when I got older and started being able to go to a pub, people who would have known my grandfather and 
apparently he was an amazing worker and everyone knew if Jim turned up, like the work was done and he was, you know, and I, I've, I've thought about it a couple of times that I'd like to have a conversation with him, but everything's always nostalgia. He could have been a bollocks or I could have loved him. It's 50, mm. 50 at the moment, but it would be nice if you could sit down and hear them in their element, talking to other people, you know, yeah. um, like I, even my nieces and nephews and, you know, other generations of kids to come, if they say, oh, well, your uncle Mark or your grandfather Mark or your dad Mark or whatever had a podcast out and you can go and listen and hear me talking to people. And like, you can probably try to be too cool for school and try to be a certain way for a short period of time, but you can't do it for two years, you know. Eventually, yeah. who you are comes out. So if there was like a forensic person looking at you or someone who reads people looking at your podcast, they know you inside out because... Mm of the way your mannerisms and the way you talk, the way you pause when somebody says something, they nearly know what you're going to say next. Like I get, even get that with the, with the clockwork junkie podcast, just say I'm on that now and I'm talking to you and it's on YouTube and you're saying something that the people who follow that podcast knows that I don't agree with because I mentioned it before. And then I ask a follow-up question. I often get messages saying we knew you were going to ask them that because they know now, you know? Yeah. Is that weird? That's cool. I, I actually like that, I think, you know? No, I think it's um, people that are into what you're doing and they get to know you because a podcast is a very personal thing where, you know, you are listening in on a conversation. That's as simple as I guess. You are listening in on a conversation. And especially if they're following your podcast, they do want to get to know you as a person. And I, yeah, of course, when you get to know anyone as a person, you know their little... Um, Habits mannerisms, them. yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It does be strange sometimes. Like it's like uh, if 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 somebody sends me an email about like to, like even last week, for example, I I won't mention names. That's something that I don't do. But last week I got an email saying that oh I, I've listened like to nearly all of the podcasts or something like that. to said and it's fantastic. And they were writing a like, the email was perhaps four or five paragraphs long, right? So they must have written the email and tried to add in everything and get me to know that they're a fan of the podcast. And they mentioned, uh, I'll say four, it could have been more different podcasts in particular that they liked and certain parts of them. So like, I know this person is a fan of that show and they listen intently and they really, really enjoy it. And as it turns out, they don't watch it on YouTube at all. They listen to it on whatever audio they have. They do an awful lot of walking to do hiking so they hike around the highest peaks in the uk so they've been in scotland and wales they've been in northern ireland they've never been down south and they were telling me that they've been listening like about 18 months now and the email was so structured that i bet they went through it and changed wordings of it all the time just to get it right like and i read that and thought like i've done that in the past trying to send a message to someone like if if i want instagram and i see a ufc fight and somebody loses who i'm a fan like rather than say oh hard luck I said, so unlucky with the fight. I I seen the slip you were trying, and I seen what now. I'm trying to, how do I word that best? Mm. So this person was trying to do that in the podcast, and I gave them a huge reply. Like, it's like like a fucking chapter of a book of a reply that I hear you. I hear what you're saying, and thanks for listening. And I, I, I got back to them on what they were talking about and stuff like that. And that's, like, that makes me personally so happy that someone went to the effort of doing that. Um, because it must have made an effect on them somehow. And sometimes with a podcast and this, like you, you talk to people a lot who are on your show. So you, you could talk to someone for ages and then eventually you'll bring them on and discuss what you were talking about and what's the best way to go about it. And then through that it might help other people. Mm. <clears throat> um, 
for me, it's it's not really like that. It's like I just talk to someone and they're gone. And like I haven't, I probably talked to them for five minutes beforehand and five minutes after, and that's it. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to know if the podcast is getting across to people, if the podcast is, if people are liking it. And you might say, well, by all the views, you know, people are liking it, which is okay. But I prefer people sending me messages, mm. you know, people even emailing me. People think, oh, an email is very uh, formal. It's not for me. You don't want to go, dear Mr. Podcast Man. Well, Mark, Howard Hings, Johnny here from a hash Graw. Listen to episode three. You really enjoyed it. Sean seems sound, blah, 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 blah. Whatever the case may be, yeah, I yeah. fucking love that, you know. Yeah. I, I really, really do. Actually, my other podcast at gmail.com, if you want to leave a message on this. Um, I don't even know if that's in the description, but anyways, that's it there. My other podcast at gmail.com. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to know a podcast sometimes how many people are uh, really listening to them or getting them or understanding where you're coming from. But when you get a best like that, it kind of makes it all worthwhile to me, you know. Like obviously, yeah. you get them all the time because of the, the. It's you don't get paid for the podcast, but it's work. You're you're working with people all the time. Whereas I'm having it's kind of slightly different. Whereas I'm having a conversation, and mm. even though I don't suffer from mental health anymore, which I don't, and it's not to say like even in the last three years I've still had some bad days, but I know how to live my life and get on with it and and kind of work on myself. And I did mention in episode one, I believe. That like I always say that I work on myself and what the fuck does that mean and what does it look like? And I will be talking about that on the podcast yeah. proper, what I do. But it's just great to see that sometimes people are listening and they get stuff from it. And with the Clockwork Junkie podcast, I could have and like the one about aliens was the one about aliens. The one that was out on Monday is about like the truth about self-awareness. It's it's a uh, cosmic coaching, Amy Milton. She's fucking really, really cool. Like mm. she's a really cool person. And like, I don't believe in cosmic coaching. And I say that in the first couple of minutes talking to her. But it's it's not that. It's that I believe in what she's saying. She has a life lived with experience and stuff she's done wrong and people she talked to and how she's got to her, where she is. And it's stuff like that that I really, really like. I, I, I like hearing other people's opinions and other people's experience and, and probably take something from them. Do you do that with your podcast when you're, obviously you're the one giving advice and all that, but do you learn from the people on your podcast as well? All the time. Yeah. Like I, I, all the time, and, and I say that to people, like people who say to me when I'm talking to them, you know, you give so much of your time. And I said, but I'm equally, I'm learning as much off you as we're going along. Like, it's not a one-way street. It's not like I'm a god, I'm helping you. It's, you see, I grow as I'm helping people because... When I'm helping someone, I look at them as my children. And I know that sounds mental in a weird way, but that's how I see it. I literally would look at someone and go, you could be an adult version of my daughter or son. And then I advise them on that because then it's pure and honest in a sense of, I'm not just going to kind of chance, oh, do this. Uh, oh, that didn't work, they're dead. <laughs> like... <clears throat> I would, I would advise them as I would advise my adult children. So I'm very cautious when I'm chatting to people in a sense of going this, that, or the other. But at the same token, I mean, um, I learn so much from people. Uh, like, as I said to you, with the games console, I'm listening to people all the time, even though that was in work and the boys were chatting to me. I'll reflect over everything someone says to me. That's just part of my illness. I just use it then to its best advantage going, oh, what could you do here? What could you do there? 
the amount of things I learn. Um, you know, for say for people that have no money, <clears throat> if I'm helping people with no money, it prompts me to try and do better myself. Like the other morning, um, with the price of everything gone up through the roof, um, we were finished a, a cereal box. And I just cut up the box into little heart shapes and squares and stuff like that and took out a few markers and just left them on the island before I went to work for my kids. So when they got up, they got these little cut-out cardboard things to colour in. They did remember that. And it, it cost me nothing. And I learned that from other people going... You've no money. Like, when you've no money, what do you do? And so your mind is forced into, well, you can't just look at it as you've no money. How do you actually survive, live in life? And little things like that, like cutting up an old cereal box into hardships. And I love that. Like, that's really telling of what kind of person that you are, that you would think of doing it and do it, you know, and that the fact that you've learned. Like, I, I do agree with you. I There is times where, and I think I I said it a few minutes ago, where I might talk for five minutes before and five minutes after, but there is times where, you know, someone might be nervous coming on. I'm sure you find that as well sometimes. You might talk to them for half an hour prior to coming on, and then afterwards, then when it's all over, they're so relieved, you're an hour still chatting away, but it doesn't go on. Like sometimes the conversation afterwards is better than the podcast. I've often found where people are more chilled out and more relaxed. But uh, what's that? I don't do that. No, I yeah, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I just press pause and I say, listen, and I, I tell yeah. them the date is going to be out and what's going to happen and to be a different do way you? of doing it. But right. no, you I, says I, there something yeah. very, very interesting. Then, like, how are we friends then, really, when you think about it? Because if you listen to you were saying about the uh, video games and work and anything anyone says that you do, sure, like I say, fucking everything to you, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like if I have a conversation with you for one hour, you could be two days going through everything we said. Like I wouldn't have the fucking patience for that, you know. Oh no, my brain. It's not that I do it. That's I mean, again, you, you don't choose to do it. I just no, not at all. That's just the nature of my brain. Your brain it's just like, goes, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. fucking. Like if you're chatting to me, my brain will will go afterwards and it just does. While you're like, making toast, like you don't have to be sitting down going, "Let's have a think about this." It just automatically works. Like, no, yeah, exactly. Like, um, even in work, I've headphones in all the time when I'm spraying cars. And uh, once or twice it was set, you know, you know, you're 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 talking or whatever on the phone, but like, yeah, because that's a better noise than what's going on up here. You know what I mean? My brain just constantly wants to process, 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 and I have to. Put in music there to kind of go, look, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing this now. You know, you can process it. Crown out the sounds. Yeah, so, but I, I, I used to hate it um, because it was an awful lot of energy, an awful lot of thinking, and um, now I love it because it literally brings things down to zero and it processes, like, everything. Now, if you said something to me, I'd ruminate over it for a couple of days going, Okay, what was that? Why is that? What could, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's not, again, that I want to. And I think that's a major part of mental illness is that my mind, is it mentally ill or is it just a horse that wants to go for a gallop and I was trying to hold it back all the time? Now I just let it off and go, look, just don't fucking leave me in a mental home. I don't care what you do, how you think. Just don't come back to me with fucking people going, come on now, you have to go. I just, I let, like, I'm very mindful in a sense of I let my mind off 
So long as I don't um, end up in a mental. Yeah, I go too far, you know. Yeah, but you know that, um, like, I, I don't think I've ever said that on a podcast before, but, like, <clears throat> my mind was like that since I was born, mm. whereas, like, you know, for every second, there could be, like, a thousand thoughts flicking through my mind at all times, without a shadow of a doubt. I wasn't doing it. You know, just don't think about stuff was yeah. not... That's like saying, just don't blink. I, mm. I, I don't realize I'm blinking or breathing or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> I, truth be told, I think that was one of the reasons, like it used to annoy me when I was younger. And then I loved it when I got into my teens and my early 20s, because I found, and whatever way this comes across, I, it can come across. I don't care. I found that I was quicker than other people and sharper than other people in my mind at all times. I was just, I could get to the answer of stuff quicker. I could sort something out while people are thinking, still trying to read the question of what the problem is. I'd have mm. sorted out and moved on to something else. And I absolutely loved it. Um, I found it hindered me a small bit when I started to get depression for the reasons yeah. that you mentioned, where how can I drown this out? Um, yeah. And then over the last two years, and this is something I don't think I've ever said before. It was never really a, a, a reason to say it, but, and I can't believe it's so because I never thought it would be so is that let's say a hundred is the way my mind worked at all times. It's down to about 30, Sean, like that. It's just, I just don't do it as much anymore. Mm. Now, well, how did you do that? I don't know. I have no answer. Can you give me the three best tips that made your mind not race all of the time now? No, I can't. Right. I don't know why. And, I, and, I, and, and it suits me. Mm. It's not to say that it will always suit me, but it suits me now. Um, I had to think about it, like you mentioned there, about analyzing stuff. This is what brought it into my mind as well, is that yeah. like, I did analyze and say, why am I, why is my mind not flicking through a thousand thoughts a second like it used to? Why is that now? And then maybe trying to get over depression for those 10 years and putting things into perspective. And I can say anything I want to be the actual answer, but I don't know the answer because I wasn't in control of it in the beginning. Anyways, it wasn't that I, exactly what you said, 100%. It wasn't that I thought, I'm going to put every thought into my mind now. It just went a thousand times a second, mm. but just loads of different thoughts, moving through, flicking through everything, picking out one, sorting it out, moving through the next one. Mm. At the same time, I could be doing a crossword, for instance, and listening to a, an audio book and watching a match on the television. No problem. But that seems to have quietened down, and I like it. And I don't know whether it's after taking away a superpower or whether it's much better like this. I, yeah. I really don't know because I haven't been in a situation yet where I need to think, a thousand thoughts a second to get me out of a situation. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. liking it now, but I, I don't know how it, I noticed it about two years ago, maybe a bit more. And I said, the way I noticed it was one day I was thinking and I was saying, yeah, like I think a thousand thoughts a second. Then I went, no, you don't. You haven't done for a while now. Right. You're just that piece. And that's how like, it wasn't that a big like affirmation moment. I just said, I don't do that anymore. Mm. And I said, when the fuck did that happen? Right, it's just okay. a good thing. Do I like it? Do I not like it? What's the story? Um, and I still haven't got the answer. Like I, I, I'd love to be able to stay here and say, here's the three tips. And I have nothing to give anyone in terms of advice. And I still don't know how it happened at the moment, but I don't know. What do you think of that? Or is that stranger? I think everyone, again, everyone to their own nature. I done the opposite. Like when I was trying to slow down my mind, because it was overwhelming. I couldn't literally grab all the thoughts, you know, and look at them and analyze them. And they were just too fast. It was like a flicking screen coming in constantly at me. And I was trying to uh, you know, go back to the other one, you know, and it's just dum, 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 dum. 
And I was getting overwhelmed because I couldn't like what was it? What was that picture ten ten flicks ago? I was like, well, you know, and I was just I was it was like that. It was just a screen that was flicking, flicking, flicking. I know that feeling. And when I done my wrist in, I was lying in hospital bed and I was fucking God over, going fuck you, you bastard. I believed in God at the time, and uh, you don't even want me. So. What I then, what I said to myself was, right, your mind is fairly fast, and this got you to this. In other words, me trying to slow my mind down led me to suicide. So then I went, I'm going to push you as fast as you can possibly go, and when you think you're done, I'm going to push you faster again. And when you think you're done with that, I'm going to push it faster again. I'm going to push you beyond your fucking limits now. But I'm going to control it. So my mind is way faster than it was 10 years ago because I'm actually going is that it? I need another 10% off you push it come on again and I just keep speeding up my mind so over the years as I said I grew to love it like because my heart like it's just like the best way and I said this before in my podcast my mind is like a fucking mad zebra but it's just constantly running just running 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 all the time when I wake up in the morning, my mind just goes, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I go, yeah, okay, that, yeah, yeah. Like, and again, I love that about my mind. I'm able to, I'll go down to the kitchen and try and get the three kids ready for school. But like, I it took me two years ago, an hour and a half to get them ready. I've them down to 25 minutes now. Because my mind goes, you know, sequence two, four, eight, nine. No, no, that's wrong. One, two, four, eight, nine works better. And I look at everything as numbers. So in other words, am I better off to put on the grill first or put on the egg? And I will calculate all of them times in my mind going, it sounds mental when I say it because I don't think I've ever said this. But I would look at the simplest little things like, is turning the grill on, actually turning the grill on is the better way because it has to heat up. Boil your kettle, put in your egg for your poached egg. So I have all the morning sequenced into numbers and times, like even down to the children brushing their teeth. Nobody knows this but me. It's not like I'm going, this has to be done now. It's I'm not like that. In the morning time... Last week I was I was dancing in the kitchen at half seven to the sister sisters. Like, you know, I don't feel like dancing. The kids love the morning times with me because it's a bit of crack. It's it's a bit of fucking fun. But at the same token, I'm trying to see can I get it down from an hour and a half, two hours, or what an hour and a half it used to be, down to twenty five minutes. I'm seeing again, can I get it from twenty five minutes down to twenty? Like my mind doesn't go and you're done, it goes, you might even squeeze it from 20 to 19. You might even squeeze it from 19 to 18 minutes and 40s. That's the way my mind goes. It goes, so you have it at 19 now, you might get 18 minutes, 40 seconds. And again, that's my nature that I try to stop for years. Like, we're going into the worst recession in years. My mind is going, this is going to be fantastic. Blah, 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 blah. You need to do this, 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 this. Then try that. My mind is going, this is... I'm actually excited because money is going to be extremely tight. We now have to budget in a different way. We have to really make a euro be worth something now. 
and my mind is going, this is going to be brilliant. I because it's squeezing the money into the tightest it's ever been, and like, yeah, my brain just loves that, and I think that's why I don't suffer anymore, is because my nature is that it's a very fast thinking brain, and I don't want it to slow down. Now, can I relax? Hundred percent. Can I wind down? A hundred percent. Can I chill and am I going all the time? You know, yeah. But am I constantly looking to just tweak it a little bit more? A little bit more. My brain just never stops with that. Could you do a little bit better on that one? Um, Yeah, and I love that. Like that, that gives me huge joy because now to the outside world, I look like a man bastard because I am. But to the inside world of my mind, I'm an extremely surviving type of person. Like, I can survive. Like, we're at home at the moment, and we're lighting one fire in this living room. Because, like, as I said to you yesterday, the oil went from 450 to 2,500. No, I'm not buying that oil. No way. Even if I had the money, I will not buy that oil. So, yeah, we will light a fire. We will put on extra clothing. And these are the things that I don't get caught up with in life because of my my rearing, I suppose, where we did grow up with no money. So it's not something I'm not used to. Um, and I just let my mind off. Like when my mind goes, oh, you can't get oil, I go figure it out. I don't go, oh, what do I do next? I literally go to my mind that I now understand is there to do what it needs to do. I go, listen, figure it out. Come back to me. Go off for a gallop and figure it out. What do you want to do? That's one of the things that I like, you know, it's like um, I mentioned it even to, well, I mentioned it on this podcast, I think it was episode two, but I mentioned it here again today, is that like um, when people say like, um, I say I work on myself every day and what does that look like? Like, well, what does that physically mean? It's not that there's three or five tips to do it. It's what does that mean? Mm. And listening to you there for the last few minutes, I intentionally didn't interrupt anything you were saying because... You're, you were inadvertently, inadvertently explaining how you work on yourself every day. What's the stuff that you do every day? So if, if anybody has a mental health issue, any of them, doesn't have to be depression, doesn't have to be BBT, anybody has any mental health issue whatsoever at all. And you hear people that to say to work on themselves every day. There is an example of Sean now. What you do for this, what you do for that. He even brought it down to brushing teeth in the morning, to oil, to everything. Mm. And then you did say, oh, that might sound mad to some people. No one gives a fuck if it sounds mad to everyone else. It's whatever works for you, for me, for the individual person. But that's a perfect example of somebody uh, minding themselves every day. How do you do it? That's one of the ways you do it there. And that's perfect. And it's glorious. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has a mental health illness and they think that they're going to get out of it without putting in the work or the thought that Sean even spoke about there, it's just not going to happen. No. You have to work at it every single day. And I know... You were only given us just a slight su- summary there, and it was. But you, you've mentioned about twenty different things in the space of five minutes, and it was fucking fantastic. Because if I wanted to explain it that way, I wouldn't do it. I always, do you know, one of the things that I found doing this podcast was before I started it, I thought I know a lot, an awful lot, and I can explain it to people easily. But I found out I'm one of the worst explainers of what I want to nice, say right. in the whole world, and other people are better than me. So I want people to, <clears throat> with this podcast particularly. 
is, you know, this wishy-washy, airy-fairy stuff. Look within and be yourself. And mm. I want all them things, but without fucking using them words if I can. I want real humans who admittedly will say they fucked up and this is what to do now. This is mm. how to do it. This is how to do it on a daily basis. That's why I want you to be the first guest on the show. Um, I, I have other people yeah. that asked me to come on and I said, yeah, I will. But I wanted you because I knew you'd be talking about stuff like that. And I, I know this podcast could be 75 hours long <clears throat> and we wouldn't repeat ourselves at all. Um, I don't even know what the title of this podcast would yeah, be. Yeah. It's just a chat between Touching on two that, broken souls. Because you're after, no, my brain is gone again. I'm a firm believer when I'm talking to people about, the, I don't believe in God. I do not believe in um, the metaphysical. When I say I don't believe in it, just like, as you said earlier on, just because there's no shark in a teaspoon of water. It, it Right. I don't have the perception to see the ghosts or God. So I'm not getting into it because I have so much else to do with my five senses. I have enough in this, in this lifetime to do with the five senses. But one of the biggest things that when I'm talking to people is this. I go, because a big thing is to let go of the ego. And you need to let go of your ego. And I'm completely upset. I'm going, no, no. That's the shit that gets you done. It's the ego that drives you on. It's the ego. 100%. That, it's the ego that does the fucking podcast. It's the ego that wants it from an hour and a half to, two, to 25 minutes. It's the ego that's not happy. And everyone, no, you need to just let it go. If you want to live in a fucking cave and be a monk, let it go. If you don't, in my experience and my opinion, and it's not universal to say I love the ego I think you need mm. to look at your ego and go I love you to bits but you're a mad bastard I need to keep a bit of a lead on you at times because you just are a mad fucker I'm talking couldn't about couldn't agree myself. more with that but at the same token I will sit with my ego and go hey what do you want what do you want because an ego is wanting and if you ever if you're if you're not sure about ego have children they're the most wanting thing on the planet I want this. What about this? Oh, I want that too. Do you want this? I want that too. They're just little wanters. And why should you let go of that? Why should you just need to harness it and go, what do you want? You know, well, I'd like this, this. Like, right, I'll give you an example. I want to buy a fucking house for my child. My brain goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to buy a house. I want to buy a house. You know, and there's a drive then. That's ego. Because you need the ego to drive. Oh, look at all the football players. I'm not interested, but that's all ego. You need that ego to get it over the line. Um, but then I go, what about a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can either have the house or the car. Uh, the house. Right, then you're cycling a bike. Fucking hate cycling a bike. That's talking logically Absolutely. to your ego. Yeah, that's but Sean, exactly it. Yeah. There's people out now, and you'll see, there's people running businesses on social media that say, first thing you need to do, man is get rid of your ego. Get that down because that's stopping you. Absolute harsher. Be a fucking animal. Be a savage, but control it. Mm. 100%. Do the things that make you happy. Do the things that are best for you and your loved ones. Mm. And whatever anyone else thinks, it's fucking irrelevant. Oh, well, two people were hurt on the way because they thought, I I, I don't care. Not that I'm bad. Like, I'll always lead with trying to do good. And that's Mm. not because I want to do that. It's what you mentioned earlier. It's in my nature to try yeah, to yeah. lead doing good if I can. Doesn't always mean that I will do good, mm. but I mean, 
The ego is very important. I agree with that. I wouldn't have the Clockwork Junkie podcast up to a quarter of a million if I hadn't got ego. There's no fucking yeah, way. I would have gave up loads of times because people told me I was shit. Mm. And if I believed them, the only thing that stopped me from believing them was my own ego. No, I'm not shit. I'm good. Yeah. People are like this. Yeah. Now, no one, there was no proof of that at the beginning at all whatsoever. Mm. No proof. And when I listen back now, they are piss poor compared to now. But I'm sure in two years time, I think this is piss poor compared to then. But yeah. the ego kept me going. So I agree with you 100%. And it's like some people don't like Jordan Peterson. I, I like him. He, you know, he always says the man who I mentioned already, the man who is, can't do any harm to anybody isn't a good docile man. It's the man who can do harm, who has an ego, who can be a savage, but chooses to keep it under wraps is a more well-rounded person in the long run because they have all their emotions and feelings under lock and I couldn't agree with that more and the ego is a big part of that I know that if I had no ego I don't think with the depression I got over depression I, I don't think if, if I had no ego I'd, I'd still be suffering like I was mm. for those 10 years 100% yeah, yeah. No, I 100% I'm I as I said my ego nearly killed me and now I'm best friends with it but at the same token, I completely control it. Like, I call the shots. There's no way does my mind get to do whatever it wants to do without me okaying it first. There's no way do I let it off and just do its own thing. No, there's... A, yeah. But at the same token, for my mental illness, it was that. It was becoming best friends with that inner child, ego, whatever way people like to word it. The bad side of you, the good side of you, the, the side of you that is so pissed off when someone said something to you that you could behead them in the blink absolutely, of an eye. Absolutely, absolutely. The same as the person that would get hurt if someone said something to you. They're all you, they're all absolutely. the one person. Put yeah. them all together, make transform them into a fucking person. You know, when I'm talking to people and they say to me, Jesus, you're so good, I says, no, I'm the nicest bastard you'll ever meet. Yeah. Because I don't, like, even people say to me, I'm an extremely highly violent human being that controls my emotions. I have no yeah. problem saying that because I literally control them. I am an extremely highly violent human being that controls my emotions. But I know like that you can be a cunt, no problem at all. And I know that you're battling with this fucking belt illness all the time. But like you're one of the people that I trust the most. Like I could say anything to you and I know that it won't come back to me or against me or um, Johnny down the road won't tell me that he was talking to Sean and Sean told him that, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, I yeah, mentioned, yeah, not no, that I mentioned no. anything important to anyone anyways, but Anything with the podcast down through the years that was an IME or other little bits and bobs that was an IME. I, I've said loads of stuff to you that I haven't mm. said to anyone. I've never heard it back at any stage of anyone whatsoever. I'm actually going to name this podcast, Your Ego is Your Friend. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the title because yeah, I yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really like that. I think it's, there's utility to it. There's, I hope people have listened to the end of it. Um, we won't keep it too much longer. Um, but um, look, what I would say is have a listen. Thanks. Share. Let people um, share it if you think someone might like to listen to this uh, if you have any questions my other podcast at gmail.com if you'd like me and Sean to at some stage in the future have another chat again and if you have loads of questions if we get it if Sean's busy I'm busy but if, if we get a chance to do it I'm sure we'll fucking shite talk at some other stage again um, Sean thanks for coming on thanks for having me appreciate yeah. it I'm you're doing a podcast now straight away again oh yeah listen yeah. Sean mentioned that uh, he doesn't like other people promoting his podcast but again I don't care about that you me and BPD go and check it out it's really really good you heard him talking here he's an absolute sound as a pound very very deep episodes to talk about everything under the sun it's not all nice but it's real life and 
you're as well off to listen to that than listen to some desperate housewife talking about how she shaved her fanny yesterday, in my personal opinion, <laughs> you know. On that note, all the best. Talk okay. soon. Bye-bye. 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 Recording stopped.